This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, August 5th, and let's talk about the weather forecast. Well, we have had quite a weather roller coaster this summer. Last week, we experienced a substantial heat wave on both sides of the Cascades, and this was followed by a descent into below-normal temperatures the last few days. In fact, this morning, the temperatures dropped into the mid-40s in some locations of western Washington and also in the Columbia Basin. And to really impress you, temperatures dropped into the 30s at at locations in the Cascades. Well, the roller coaster for temperatures is not over yet. In western Washington, uh, temperatures will climb into the mid-70s today, lower 80s tomorrow, and even the upper 80s on Sunday, followed by a decline to the mid-80s on Monday and Tuesday. And then late Tuesday, cooler air is going to start pushing in, and there should be a a substantial decline on Wednesday into the mid-70s, and it'll stay that way for the rest of the week. There could even be some showers on, on Wednesday morning, particularly for the northwest side of the state and into British Columbia as well. In eastern Washington, of course, it'll be warmer. Near 90 will be the rule today, Friday, uh, but it'll warm up over the weekend. And by Monday, highs will climb to around 105. A few places may get to 107. And it'll stay warm on Tuesday, again around 105, followed by a decline to the 90s as we get into Wednesday and Thursday. Precipitation will generally be absent this next week, except for the light showers that will occur during the transition from Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. So there'll be a weather system coming in. So there could be some showers. What about wildfire threat? That's of great concern. As feared, uh, this week, the increasing winds that occurred with the cool down a few days ago led to some flashy grass fires in eastern Washington, and some of them are still burning today. Uh, The Fanage Fire, by the way, is, is, is quite large, tens of thousands of acres. Now, the winds are declining now, and I expect that the fires will be, will be uh, somehow uh, taken care of during the next day or two. That's generally true of grass fires. But the fire threat will rev up late Tuesday as cooler air moves into western Washington after the upcoming warm period. When you have cool air coming into western Washington, This leads to an enhanced pressure difference across the mountains, across the Cascades, higher pressure to the west, lower pressure to the east. This difference in pressure or pressure gradient creates strong winds from the west to the east that tend to descend down the eastern slopes of the Cascades into the Columbia Basin. So there's the potential for another fire initiation period. So people should be very, very careful. Tuesday night into Wednesday, not to start any new fires. Thanks for listening. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. 
Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. This podcast is about what you can tell by watching the sky. In my blog, I spend a lot of time talking about model output, the predictions of high-resolution computer simulations of the atmosphere. And I often refer to high-tech observations, such as from weather radar and high-flying weather satellites. But there is so much you can tell by being a good observer of the sky. And there have been several prime examples of this during the last few weeks. There are subtle changes in the sky that can tell you how weather is going to evolve in the next day or several days. Let's start with visibility. In western Washington, Oregon, a good sign of incipient cooling of the intrusion of marine air after a warm period is a decline in visibility. And this is particularly true during heat waves. To get a heat wave in western Washington, cool marine air needs to be prevented from moving into the interior of western Washington or western Oregon. Uh, so most major heat waves are associated with easterly flow winds from the east. Easterly winds also encourage warming by their, their descent on the western slopes of the Cascades. As air moves down the western side, it is compressed as it goes from low pressure at higher elevations to higher pressure near the ground. Compressing air causes it to warm, something you see with a bicycle pump when you pump up that tire. Now, air from the east during heat waves is generally associated with fine visibility. But when marine air starts to surge in from the west, visibility often declines with the sky developing a milky look. This is a very useful prediction tool. But why does visibility change when you go from easterly flow to westerly flow in our region? Warm easterly flow is generally quite dry with a very low relative humidity. It starts over the dry interior, okay, so there's not a lot of moisture there, and then it warms further as it sinks on the cascades, and as it warms, the relative humidity plummets in the air, since warm air can hold so much more water vapor than cool air. But there's much more. Clouds tend to form around small particles. These particles are called condensation nuclei. The particles from the dry continental interior, let's say eastern Washington or eastern Oregon, are not very effective in helping to form clouds. But on the other hand, particles from the ocean, dominated by salt particles from evaporating breaking waves, these salt particles are very attractive to water, something that is evident in your problematic salt shaker during human weather. So the bottom line of all this is that during hot spells with offshore flow, easterly flow, there's a big decline in visibility. But if all of a sudden the visibility declines, then you can look forward to cooler temperatures in your future. Another weather sign occurred this week, cap or lenticular clouds over the volcanic peaks. 
When our weather is about to change, often with the approach of a Pacific weather system, the first sign can be clouds forming over some of the volcanic peaks, such as Mount Rainier, Mount Hood, and Mount Baker. And this happened this week, right before the heat wave ended and we turned cloudy and some precipitation fell. Well, why is this the case? Why do the mountains get caps before the weather goes bad? The reason is is that when a weather system is approaching our region, there is generally upward upward vertical motion high in the atmosphere, in the middle atmosphere from 5,000 feet to maybe 30,000 feet. And this vertical motion causes cooling aloft. Cooling aloft causes the relative humidity to rise and to get closer to saturation. And saturation is what we term 100% relative humidity. So if we start with air that's closer to saturation because of an approaching weather system, the additional lifting by mountains is better able to push the air all the way to saturation, which produces clouds. So when Mount Rainier starts wearing a hat after a period of clear skies, changes are occurring that could lead to clouds and precipitation in the near future. Another and very related advanced sign of changes in the weather is when you start seeing aircraft contrails in the sky. The upward motion from, the, from a weather system coming in causes the air to rise, cool, and, and, and approach saturation, which again is 100% relative humidity. Then the moisture coming out of the aircraft engines can then push the air all the way to saturation and clouds start to form. And these are seen as large, long contrails in the sky. So when the sky becomes crisscrossed with contrail lines, a decline in the weather may often be coming. Finally, another sign that we saw this week, the potential for thunderstorms or major weather changes can often be foretold by the appearance of mid-elevation cumulus or convective clouds. This is often called autocumulus. And we saw that during the last week. When you see puffy cumulus clouds, often with some vertical development in mid-levels of the atmosphere, and we're talking maybe 5,000 to 20,000 feet or something like that, this often indicates instability. Cumulus clouds tend to indicate instability, a tendency of air to go up and down, sort of like mixing in your cereal bowl when you heat it up or in your saucepan. So when you see altocumulus clouds, and particularly ones that start getting vertical development, we call this altocumulus castellanus, these puffy clouds at mid-levels, these are potent signs of the potential for thunderstorms later in the day and certainly a weather change coming in uh, during the next 24 to 36 hours. These are just a few of the weather signs to watch in the skies. Keep your eyes out for them. You'll see them all the time. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.